are watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk. This is a live show where we discuss different ways to help your IT business grow. My name is Philip Griffiths, and I'm your host today. Today's episode is Five Business Tips. We are joined today by Jenny, Cormac, Ben, Allison, and Donnie. Let us know where you're viewing from and uh, obviously what company you are coming from. And obviously that way we we'll can shout you out in chat. If you are in the Tech for Techs group, please make sure you click on that link, which I'm just about to post in a second, so we can see your name. Otherwise, we will not be able to see your name and you'll just come up as a Facebook user. So let's have a look. Uh, so we've got a few people in. So we've got Richard in. We've got me. We've got Neo Computers in there as well. Neo VR as well. So hi, everyone. Right. So let's get on to the main topic and introduce everyone first. So first of all, um, let's introduce. Oh, everyone's moved around in chat. So first of all, Jenny, if you would like to introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are and uh, basically where you work and your tip of the day. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm the owner of Tech for Techs. Um, I will just go ahead and get to my um, story that I'm talking about today. It's about TechMax. And if, for those of you who don't know about TechMax, Tech for Tech has been planning an event, and we're really excited about this. And it's called Tech Max, and it should be probably the beginning of next year. We're hoping for April, sometime around then. And this week's update is is about that. Um, as you know, last week I told you that I was going to be interviewing um, some people and looking at their properties and everything. We looked at a couple of properties this week, and I'm here to tell you that we have shortlisted. Um, we are going to a couple of more venues in the next week, and then we've got one more to look at uh, the week after. And then we will hopefully make our final decision on where we're going to party <laughs> because that's what it's going to be is, is a really good party for everybody concerned. Um, the, I, the biggest obstacle we are facing is how much room and a lot of places are, are catering for like small weddings and things like that. And they just never had a whole house full of geeks uh, showing off their, wares and things like that getting beer tokens and <laughs> so uh, they don't know exactly what they're dealing with so um yeah we've we've shortlisted it down to uh probably uh, a good three that we're looking at so fingers crossed you'll know by not the next show or maybe you will but the next one so 
Yeah, by the end of the month, we plan to have some something definite with dates and location. Um, so, yeah. fingers crossed, um, uh, everything will uh, run smoothly. And obviously, if all those places are a no-no, then we'll keep on looking until we find the right place. That's it. That's it. Right, let's move on to Cormac next. So, Cormac, introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, and obviously give us a story or tip of the day. Phil, I am Cormac from Crosshaven Computers from Ireland. I'm the token Irish person in this group, man, so it's uh, it's lovely. And uh, as I was saying beforehand, I'm looking forward to uh, taking a mick out of your English soccer team in the European Championships on social media. So watch out for that. I, by the way, I know nothing but soccer. We're not even in it. But we get over that. So my tip of the week, anyway, is... Uh, be very careful about cyber criminals. They could be among you. Um, some of this story may not be true, but I'm going to tell it anyway. They could attack from anywhere. And uh, Phil launched a vicious attack on, on my computer during the week. And, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil wiped out my computer, my main computer uh, in my office computer. I had to wipe and reload, and um, yeah, they're, they're vicious. They could be, and all these cyber criminals could be masking as your friends and stuff. No, maybe, maybe I can take a tiny bit of responsibility for this myself, really. You know, I was sitting now, I was sitting I was late, late one evening, and I, I messaged Phil about some point of sales um, software to put on uh, computers I was selling, and uh, I had my test computer right next to me. But no, I put it on my main computer. And that's when I set up a user account with somebody else's name. Like, and I got Phil. I was like, Phil, what the hell is after happening here? Like, there's like, I gave no information to, to set up user accounts on my computer, my main computer, with all my banking and every information on it. And uh, now, in hindsight, maybe I should have read the instructions or something like that. But anyway, after two or three hours, I decided to. Uh, I had no choice. I had to wipe the whole thing. Now, obviously, things were backed up. Also, do have a system restore point on your computer. That could be handy, too. So, basically, <laughs> basically, I'm waiting for an apology, Phil. Right in front there, everyone. Now, apologize. Well, now, basically, me, it was being so stupid. you didn't ask me what to do. You asked no. Phil, so it's your fault. The apology I'm going to give you is <laughs> oh, I, apologize, I apologize for not telling you to read the manual. You should have. There. That's good enough for me. Okay. You accepted it was your fault. Thanks, Phil. There we go. <laughs> so, next time, read the instructions. And you did ask me, I was stay away from it. <laughs> so, right. Okay, let's move on to Alison. So, regarding backup, she sounds like the best person you should be talking to anyway, Cormac, um, when yeah. you have problems like that. So, right, Alison, if you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, where you work, and what your tip advice is of today. Surely. So I'm Alison Cook. I am the co Oh, one second. You're really quiet. Let me boost you up. Sorry. There we go. Try now. I'm Alison Cook. I'm the co-owner and director of East Anglian Data Recovery, or EADR, as we're more commonly known now. And uh, you've seen us probably around the group interacting with you. Um, we work with IT support companies and um, computer repair professionals who need an outsource for clean chamber work and other sort of more advanced data recovery uh, work. So my tip of the day is obviously when you're putting in SSDs for clients, when you're upgrading machines is please, please still get them to back up. Um, the amount of people we get that come to us that think they're infallible, unfortunately they're not. 
um, and the same with any type of work that you're getting them to save onto computers, make sure that they've got a backup for it. Um, you know, we, we quite regularly get people in really dis great distress. They've lost important work. It's the only copy they've got. So, uh, yeah, my tip of the day is just make sure if you're upgrading or using any kind of um, you know, uh, putting stuff on hard drives for people, then make sure there is a backup there for them. Yeah, there's a good tip for uh, Cormac there before you actually try any new tools you've not used before. Back from your machine first. We didn't team up on that one or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say hi to the guys in chat first. So let's have a look. So we've got uh, Mark at Rayleigh Computers, says loud and clear. We've got great computer surfaces. That's Richard Creedy. Cornell is from ILGS. I love going shopping, that stands for. So that's a pretty good name. Uh, we've got Marianne as well. Are you going to sing to us tonight, Marianne? Let's give her half an hour to uh, reply to that one because of the delay. And uh, Drew says, hi, guys. And uh, Richard Creedy said, uh, for RTFM was standard advice. That's for you, Cormac. If you don't know what that means, Google it. Um, I can guess, man. I can guess. And uh, Drew says that he loves the setup, Alison. Thank you. <laughs> she doesn't know how to use any of it. Or, uh, it's just all props. <laughs> yeah, just props, really. Uh, right, let's move on to Ben. So, Ben, if you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and you're not allowed to mention the word Amiga once. Oh, Polly, you just ruined my whole opening picture. Can I mention shorts instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah, I'm, I'm Ben Ashcroft. I'm Bugs and Bikes Computing here in sunny Lincoln. Always sunny, it never rains. Uh, Specialising in refurbished laptops, desktop PCs, gaming laptops, and trade sales as well. Uh, my tip of the day, or tip of the week rather, this week is unfortunately not much different from last week's tip, where I mentioned about the 3080 Ti being released, but today it was the release of the 3070 Ti. Um, released today with an RRP, and you'll be very lucky if you get one anywhere near close to that, of £529, uh, with only a 5 to 10% increase over the regular 3070. Is it worth the cost? Um, and I believe someone else might be able to pick me up on this if I'm incorrect. The hash rate's been limited for anti-crypto mining on the new 3070 Ti cards. Yeah, I believe that's so. I think it's dropped from about 60 to 40, so I've heard. But, uh, but again, who who knows until we actually see it, but more than likely someone will crack that, won't they? Yeah, they'll break it in no time. <laughs> yeah, and so give, give it a week and NVIDIA will release the uh, wrong driver out to the public so everyone can use it um, <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Like last time. Um, right. Okay. Let's move over to the new guy of the show today, then. So we've got Donnie. So if you would like to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and um, let us know if you're sitting in your kitchen at the moment or if you are actually at work. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Don. I run the phone whisperer over in Warrington in Cheshire. We've been going for about five, six years. Uh, we mainly deal with wholesale, but what we've been growing recently is the resale side. So We've been in a new shop for six months now. Um, so a little bit of information that's just passed me this just now that I'd like to sort of share with everybody. This is the first time that Apple in a long time have uh, released, well, in the future, released some new iOS software. And they're not dropping an iPhone off, 
it was uh, last year we dropped off the iPhone 6 and we're expecting to drop off the 6S in September time. But Apple are actually being good guys now. So rather than sort of forced obstinance, we're actually getting another year out of iPhone 6Ss and iPhone SEs, which I think is uh, very, very interesting the way things are going there. Uh, stories. Let's just have a think now. There was um, a gentleman that's actually in the tech industry which came to me absolutely pulling his hair out because he was unable to receive any phone calls on his uh, on his device. And he went out and he paid £500 for a brand new phone. It had to be the phone. It had to be the phone. He went out and paid £500. And I helped him transfer all of his data over. Um, and when he was re- trying to receive a call again, it wasn't happening. It just simply wasn't happening. And what happened was that... One of his kids had put the phone on Do Not Disturb. And when we transferred all the data over from the old phone to the new phone, it copied the Do Not Disturb over. So there's a few morals to the story. One, everybody has a bad day. And two, sometimes the most complex issue is staring you right in the face. And sometimes you don't necessarily have to take a phone or a device into a million different pieces to uh to find the issue and literally because of a two-year-old putting a phone on to uh do not disturb this guy was well it took a massive hit in his pocket that's for sure but uh you know we all had a laugh at the end find their way to anything and and outdo adults in most situations so yeah i believe that <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as child proof as adult proof. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good tip, to be honest with you. Right, let's go on to mine now. So let's have a look, see what I've got for my tips and story. Well, I'm Phil Griffiths. Uh, if you don't know, I'm the influencer at Tech for Techs and also own Chips Computers in Chesterfield. Um, the first tip or story of today is about. Uh, Bitcoin, we, we all want to hear about Bitcoin again, but uh, basically is El Salvador, as if you don't know, that is a country, uh, has made Bitcoin and a few other cryptocurrencies legal tender. Um, basically, they are encouraging crypto miners as well as, uh, well, to mine crypto. Uh, and at least we know where some of the distributors who are charging £460 plus for a GeForce 1060 graphics card, which is five-year-old, can send them to now, where they'll actually be useful, uh, because uh, they're a little bit expensive at 460 quid for a five-year-old graphics card. Uh, on another note, Elon Musk has made some new friends. I've actually got a video for this one somewhere. Here we go. When it comes on. Yeah, that's the guys. So he's made some friends at Anonymous. Um, they've made a small documentary about him and, and um, how such a nice person he is. Oh. Surprisingly, Elon has not um, basically posted on Twitter for the last four days uh, since the documentary came out. Maybe he's just having a tea party uh, with some friends. But basically, they're not very happy with him, as you can probably see from the text. They call him all sorts of names because obviously he's messing with people's lives by influencing the price of Bitcoin by one minute saying it's good, the next minute saying it's absolutely rubbish. So uh, it is affecting quite a few different people. Right. What was that, sorry? 
I said he should run for president if he's going to be that good at screwing up people's lives. Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, encourage that one. That's the last thing, last thing we need to do for now. So, right, okay. So, first of all, we need to go on to this week's sponsors. From high-speed networking to enterprise storage at Orchill, we have a solution for you. We're a UK-based vendor specialising in computer hardware components. So whether you're powering a data centre or upgrading a laptop, we can help. At Autiel, you'll get a dedicated account manager that gets to know you and your business, supporting you from our head office in Yorkshire. All our products are OEM compatible, tested in-house to ensure performance. And what's more, we offer a five-year warranty across all our SSD range and lifetime on our memory. Want to find out more about our partner programme? Visit autiel.com. So, yeah, let's just get rid of this uh, anonymous guy off the screen now. But, yeah, if you're looking at buying an SSD or memory server or desktop, have a good look at Autil. They look like pretty good stuff. We've had a few items in from them, and I can't complain. And you're buying direct, basically, from uh, the vendor, so you're missing out the distributor and everything like that. The vendor is the manufacturer. We've just lost a couple of people, I believe. So we lost Jen and uh, Ben. Okay. Oh, come back. There we go. Don't know. It's anonymous. They're on you, Yeah, anonymous are on to us. That's yeah. true, Cormac. I don't know what went off there, but uh, uh, they're, like, them, man. they're all, all disappearing and moving around and so forth. Well, we are. Okay, I can't remember which way we had it now. But there we go. Right, so let's go on to the main topic then. So it's five business tips. What we're going to do is basically a round table. So We'll start off with Jen first. She can do her, the first business tip. Oh, she's pulling faces, but yeah, you're first, Jen. Um, so Jen's going to say your business tip, and then obviously everyone's allowed to comment and so forth on that tip if they so forth wish. Then we'll move on to Cormac. He'll give a tip, then Alison, then, then Donnie, then me, and then back to Jenny again. And we'll just keep going round and round like that, okay? So, Jenny, if you want to start us off with your first business tip. Um, basically, I it all boils down to um, customer service, I do believe. Uh, you don't want your, your customer to leave unhappy. Always try and find a solution to the, the issue. It may not be a solution that either of you like, but try and, and find a medium ground. You know, work with them, tell them, you know, you understand, you really do, and here's what you can do for them. You know, try it. Try to make the customer happy. Don't just blow them off. That, that's the, the most frustrating thing in the world is when you go in a, a place of business and you tell them your problem, and, oh, I can't help you. I can't help you. Um, well, I didn't even get finished telling you what the problem was. I can't help you. I got blown off uh, this week when I was going to interview someone for Tech Max, a venue. I said, hello there. Uh, my name is Jennifer Griffiths from Tech for Techs. I'm hosting a big event. I need a place for at least 350 or more guests. And I would like to speak to someone about hiring a room. Uh, I can't accommodate that many people by... That was the end of the phone call. Not would you like multiple rooms? Uh, can it be spread out over a floor? 
and I know they had multiple rooms. It was on their website. It was, we can't accommodate that many. I, that was after a sent email as well. So yeah. I was trying to do legwork on an email that wasn't uh, responded to. So I can, I can tell you, work on a solution with someone when they pose something to you. Okay, that's a good, pretty good tip. I'm going to say that also from that same company as well. Someone else from the company emailed us a few hours later saying, yeah, we can accommodate you. No, like, <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, make sure you're uh, everyone and all, all your staff are on the same book as well, on the same page of the same book at least. So uh, uh, that can get a bit confusing. Right, let's move on to Cormac then. So, Cormac, this is the show you wanted, so you better have some good tips here. So what's your first tip? Well, actually, I'll tell you, just for one second, I'll tell you exactly why I wanted this show. A few years ago, I was uh, on Pod Podnuts, and you were as well, and when I was listening to Podnuts, Pods and Podnuts was all about tech, text and listening about tools of the trade and everything. And after me, the show after me, there were, it happened to be another Irish guy um, uh, the week after, and he runs a couple of tech shops in Ireland. And he didn't talk one thing about tools, no, no tech, no nothing. He just taught, spoke about how he nearly had lost his business by not keeping his eye on, you know, the ball with money and all that. As And he didn't know how much money he was going in and out. And that made me think, and it, it's something that I, I keep trying to do in my own business, is try to be, there's a difference between a tech and an owner of a place, you know. Um, there's not all techs can be owners, they just can't. Because to be an owner of a place and run a place, you have to wear many caps, if you if you excuse that cliche, you know. Um, it, it's a, you know, you can't just say, Oh yes, I'm very good at fixing computers. It won't work, you know. I like one of one as my business grows, one of my biggest faults is our things I'm working on is is getting my head around finance and getting around um figures and all this sort of thing. So I have people working there now who can, you know, reach out. So that's how important it is. And you have to see so many businesses out there. It's not just in, in the tech world, it will fail for that reason because they just don't know the business world. And that's why, and I, I, I will get to my tip now, I wrote it in a the conversation, but that's why at times when people say, well, you shouldn't hire a tech, a local tech, because they'll come and take your business or something. It's probably very unlikely because not, not, not all techs, him or she can't do the, the, the business side of things. There's not a lot of pressure and all that. So yeah, and on that note, my very first tip would be that if you're starting a business or in business, you need to do a social media training course and you also need to, to do um, a business course for a week or a while or night classes or something. There's, you can be the best person in the world, but if you have no customers, that's not going to happen. So you need a social, in this, in this day and age, you need a social media to get out. And even, even if you're big enough that you can hire people, you need to know what they're spending the money on, okay? You can't always oh, spend 200 quid on Facebook. What? What are you getting from me? Why is this, this, and that? You know, it's a waste of time advertising. And what are you doing? And the other thing, that's why the business, the business, the business course is is vital. So you can understand what's going on in the, the business. And actually, on the business thing, you can probably find out what sort of grants you're entitled to and stuff like that. So that's why I think this topic 
even though like it might bore people a little bit when they're when not talking about tech tools i think it's actually a, a fascinating interesting topic that has to be discussed um yeah yeah, yeah. I do agree with you there, Cormac. There's so many, so many aspects of running a business. You've got to be the accountant. You've got to be customer service. You've got to be sales. You've got to be the technician. You've got to be marketing. You've got to be every single department what a, a big company has to be, and you, you've got to squeeze it into one person, especially if you're a sole trader. So, yeah, that's a, that's a definite. Um, just to go on to what Richard Creevy said in chat, how do we feel about Norton adding Crypto Miner to its security suite? What I think of that is... Norton's finding another way to get money out of people by taking a percentage of what they're mining. And that's my thoughts on that one. Um, but uh, obviously, have your own feelings about that. That may make it safer. I don't know. But generally, if you're using it right on an independent machine, which it should be anyway, mining, you shouldn't be using it on your personal machine anyway. So I can't see why you would be wanting security with it. So it just doesn't add up to me. But hey, um, and David, don't worry, David. Um, David says he's sorry, can't be on the show tonight. He was supposed to be on tonight, but he had to drop out the personal matters. But don't worry, David, we've got plenty of other people to take your place. So don't worry about it. I'm going to say we even got to see Ben's knees in the pre-show as well, which is <laughs> not. Right, okay, let's move on to Alison. So, Alison, if you want to uh, basically uh, let us know what your first tip of the day is. Okay, my first tip of the day is to get things in writing. Um, when you're dealing with customers, it is really important that you both know what to expect from each other. Um, some people would call that terms and conditions, whether or not you have a legally binding sort of website thing, uh, you know, a section dedicated to that but most people if you're booking in work then you need to know what they're bringing and that, that what they're agreeing to what you're about to do and then it just means that there's no confusion or come back or you know you signed this you could see we agreed to this and uh, it's there just to protect both of you so that would be my first tip of the day is to make sure that both of you know what to expect from each other yeah that's a good point and something we always do okay we do most of our customers we deal with in the store uh, is we do our security cameras which include microphones uh, pointed at the customer as well and we had an instance even today where a customer's like i told you it was doing this that and the other when i brought the machine in i've got it back and it's doing back and obviously we were able to play back the recording and he didn't even mention a word about it never even no. mentioned it i'm trying to explain to him it's like telling us that they've got a flat tire on their spare tire, what they're keeping at home on the car that they brought in for repair. It doesn't really matter because they've not told yeah. us about the flat tire and they've not given it. Us. The problem was with yeah. the mouse, which he didn't bring with a laptop. So, yeah, I found um, out the, the terms of service <laughs> that he agreed to. I said, now, when you brought it in here, you told me you wanted a reinstall of Windows 10. And I said, yes, I did that. And I said, you wanted to speed it up, so I put your solid-state drive in there. And that's what we've agreed to right here on this line. That's what you've told me to do. And you signed to it right here. There's your name. That's mine. And I file those away in the filing cabinet just because you never know. He had already picked up his, his uh, laptop about two days ago, but he came back. And it wasn't the end after I pulled that TOS off and he walked out the door. No, no, I, I pulled it right out of the filing cabinet, snatched it up, brought it in there. Here we go. Yeah. 
Well, the thing but is, you've only, got to, you've only got to what you know read some of the posts that come up with the guys in the group to yeah. say, you know, they've got this issue or that issue. Um, you know, it's, it's very much he said, she said. And so, obviously, mm -hmm. if you've got things in writing, like Jen said, it's vital. You can go back to that and say, this is what we said we'd do. This is what we did. You know, what can we do mm -hmm. next to put this right? And that's where your customer service comes in as well. That's it. Uh, on a good note, we did manage to sort the customer yeah. out and found out it was a driver yeah. issue, what he'd installed when he took the laptop home. But anyway, um, so, right. So that's a pretty good tip there from Alison. So paperwork, yeah, that's a good one. Um, if you guys are struggling for paperwork, this is a big tip for you. Um, and you don't have any legally binding contracts or you're not sure what to write down, there's a, a website out there called TechNibble. They do a, um, I'm not sure the name of it, I think it's a business toolkit or business kit or something like that. Uh, and it's got all legally binding contracts in there which have already been checked by a lawyer. Yeah, you have to pay for the kit. I can't remember how much it is, maybe 200 quid. 100, 100, 100, euro. 100 quid, is it? There you okay, go. It maybe. used to be a while back, 100 euro or something. Yeah, so that's pretty cheap in considering you're getting some what's been checked over by a lawyer in your country and so forth obviously you can change wording and stuff like that but it gives you a good uh, idea of what should be on your paperwork if you don't want to follow it word for word so and that's uh tech nibble and it's is it the business toolkit or business kit or something along that lines went to call okay it's been a couple of years since i looked at it now yeah, i'll have a look and put it in the chat in a few minutes if i find it right okay let's move on then to Mr. Ben. So, Mr. Ben, what have we got today from yourself? What's your tip or advice? Um, okay, so I think it's quite important, especially in startup, know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, and you find the things that you're weak with or the things that you don't know so well. You network with other people and build relationships. It's kind of two tips in one, really, because it's know your strengths and weaknesses. And it's also build relationships with people. Um, so most people will know that I do hardware sales as my main job. That's my main focus. Um, my software knowledge is fairly lackluster. Uh, I can do the basics like installing Windows, driver updates, that sort of thing. But when it comes to a lot, lot more, I don't get involved. I don't really want to get involved because it's very time consuming on occasions. And I think you can spend so much time trying to fault find on software. It's really not a road I want to go down sort of thing. Um, so I partnered up with a shop in Yorkshire who I deal with. Um, I go up and do away days and help them out. Um, stuff like doing iMac SSD upgrades because they don't want to take the screens off. And the return favor is they help me with software work when I get software work that I need help with. And also when they scrap off old machines, I get first call on the scrap machines, which I generally refurbish up or use for spares. So. Okay, that's pretty good, that is, Ben. So, uh, yeah, competition, don't make them competition. Make them friends is probably the best way to uh, do it. So, uh, for the people who want to know about TechNibble, I think Richard just posted it. Um, and I'm just putting it on the screen now. Here we go. TechNibble Computer Business Kit V3, which is at technibble.com forward slash products forward slash computer hyphen business hyphen kit okay so if you're interested in that so there we go so that's a good one so let's move on to donny then so donny what's your tip then um my tip 
Uh, everybody's raised really good points here. Mine is just elaborating a little bit on journeys with customer service. Uh, I put customer experience. Uh, it's quite often and quite easy these days um, for things to be quite transactional. You know, how much is this price? The price is X. How much is this price? The price is Y. People coming in to buy a phone, there you go. It's, sometimes it can be quite easy to be transactional. Whereas if you try and elaborate and try and build an experience, it's mutually beneficial to the customer and yourself. For example, in our line of work with um, with handsets, we will offer to transfer data over from one device to the next. And it is very surprising. About six to eight people out of 10 take us up on it. Um, I would have thought before opening up this retail uh, shop but a lot more people would be knowledgeable of their own data and it's just simply not the case by simply doing that and taking their stress and dealing with that you're the professional you're moving all the data it's building that experience you're giving the customer something without it actually hitting your bottom line um, also we get quite a lot of people ringing up saying okay how much is it for a Samsung S9 screen and it's quite easy just to say okay it's 220 quid or 250 quid or 300 pounds regardless of the device um, and quite interesting there was a post last week about um, on um, a mobile repair thread but a customer had asked for a, a Samsung screen okay it's X no thanks straight away from the customer but at the same time the response was quite blunt from the from the from the retail shop and in our in our experience when we do sort of have that hurdle where somebody's instantly about price we always go into like a five minute spiel we build an experience we say okay this is a situation that you're in you know the samsung service packs are often very very expensive it's more than the value of the handset but we can sell you a brand new Samsung, we can transfer your data over. Sometimes we've had two episodes today where people have had cracked screens, they can't get into the phone. We've been able to via a USB-C um, and using a temporary screen, transfer that onto a new device. We haven't we haven't charged for that data transfer because we've got the, the sale from, we've got the uh, the initial sale, but it's, it's all about experience. And if you try and build an experience, the customers will come back. The customers will actually tell their family, their friends, oh, I've got this new phone. And it was actually quite easy to set up. A lot of the pain why people aren't transferring onto newer phones is because they're scared of the data and scared of transferring over. If you do build an experience, and we, we've been lucky that we've seen this firsthand. If you build that experience, you will have returning customers. You will have, oh, my sister was in here last week. Oh, my friend was in here two weeks ago. And if you build on that experience, you'll you'll reap rewards from it. And more often than not, it's not a, a monetary gain. You know, you're not losing any any money by offering these extra services. And I think that um, my tip definitely is, like I say, it is very cheesy, but you've got to think of the customer experience. You've got to take away from the transaction and look from start to finish. And if they are genuinely happy, it is free advertisement. It's free advertisement to all of their family and friends. If there's any posts on, you know, from their family and friends that they're looking for a repair or they're looking for a new device, your name and your business will be the first to get mentioned. And you haven't paid Facebook. If they, you know, if it's via social media, you haven't paid a penny for that advertising. So my tip is um, customer experience. Okay, that's pretty Absolutely. good too, to be honest. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, 
we do a similar thing uh, where when someone buys a, a new laptop from us or a PC, we will transfer their data over in that from the old to the new, set it up, you, you know, pretty much the way they had their older one. It just makes life a little bit easier, especially for our older generation who get frustrated and everything with setting up and they have gotten used to the way things were. And uh, that's yeah. always a good thing to do. It doesn't take very sometimes much people need a, Yeah, Sometimes people just need a, the hand holding through it. Um, <laughs> you know, you're the professional. They're looking at you um, to provide a service and, like I say, if you do, if you do focus on that, it'll it'll reap rewards. Mm -hmm. That's pretty That's good it. advice. Right, I think it's time for mine. So, one of the biggest things I always say, and Jen will uh, tell me um, tell me off for of saying it too much sometimes, is consistency is key. Um, because I think, well, you have to be consistent at everything, whether it's be bad or good or whatever. You've got to be consistent at it. Because if you're not, then people will obviously get used to you being all over the place. So let's just say that someone comes in, brings something in for repair into your store, let's just say, and you do a really good job of it, you clean it up and you do all these extras, you sanitize it, you put it in a bag, keep it nice for them and so forth. And they're like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. They come in a year later for the same service, get it cleaned, whatever you, they did. Uh, and then this time you don't clean it, you don't put it in a bag, you don't put it, sanitize it or anything along that lines. They'll suddenly notice and think you're shortchanging them because you've not done the same job. So make sure you're consistent in everything you do. And that doesn't go with just for repairs. That means the same for your paperwork. It means uh, like your lists of what you're actually doing. It means absolutely everything. You have to be constantly do the same. So make sure you've got like a, a list like a uh, of things what you need to do when you're doing a certain job on um, you go through a b c d and tick it down same with quality checking things you need to be consistent with it for example when jen builds a computer in the store before we check it out i'll come in and check it over and we have a checklist of everything to go down not only has she gone down that checklist i've gone down it as well so we know there's a consistency there that it's good and it's getting double checked and everything so make sure everything you do is consistent and again yeah, I, I, pull in. I pull them in i pull them in and say to quality check i'll say yeah. look i've already done it and i need you to come in here and qc this before it goes out the door and you'll see him dropping whatever he's doing to come in and qc it mm -hmm. This tip doesn't just go for retail stores. It also goes for vendors and distributors. There's nothing what annoys me more is a distributor which is not consistent with stock or consistent with pricing or consistent with anything. So if you're con if they're all over the place and they're like, yeah, go buy these products. It's the next best, next best thing from whatever. And then they don't have more stock of it for six months. And then they expect you to buy it again when they get it back in after six months. And it's all over the place. It doesn't only make you look daft when you're trying to promote a specific brand. If you can't get the stock and promote it and you sort of got it one minute, not the next, it's quite hard to sell a product. So you need consistency there. Right, let's go on to Jen again. So Jen, it's your turn for another tip. So let's hope you've got one. Well, you kind of took part of mine but I'll, I'll reiterate. Um, no, you can kick me later for it. That's okay. That's okay. You only 
just barely uh, touched on it. Um, I was just going to say I really hate and despise when a supplier gets something and they talk it up. Oh, this is like the next best thing since sliced bread, as he said. This is this is the bee's knees. This is going to sell, 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 sell. And you're like, I don't know. Oh, you've got to try it. You got okay. I'll, I'll buy so many units of it in, and it's sold. And then I go to order more in, and it ain't there. Okay. Well, uh, why not? Well, it didn't sell. Well, it must have. It's not that. Come on, people. I mean, it really irritates me because I like to have a uniform layout in the store of certain brands. And Bill will have probably spoken to you about this in your store, keeping to one brand, keeping it neat. Uh, and that's what I like to do in the store is I like to keep a certain brand for my entry level as well as my mid-range and then I might have a, a nice upscale label for my uh, high-end range of peripherals and uh, when uh, suppliers run out of like mice and keyboards for my entry level it, it really looks bad when I have to go and and fetch from others uh, a different brand and Kind of makes a mess of the shelf and everything. I know that sounds really, really OCD and everything, but I like the store to look good. So when they are not consistent and everything, it reflects back on me. Okay, it's pretty good. Before we go on, let's just go to chat before we get lost. So uh, we are going to get to everyone. Uh, so Facebook user, again, Facebook user, if you're in the Tech for Tech group, click the link I just posted a second ago, what says chat.restream.io forward slash FB. That allows your name to be shown on the show. But he just said he just got in and just caught the back end of Tech Nibble. But I assume, rightly or wrongly, it's about terms and condition of a document. If so, then there's a website, simplydocs.co.uk. It's very cheap and offers lots of forms. So that gives you a rough idea if anyone else is interested. Uh, let's have a look what uh, Mark says. Uh, that's right. We, Donny, we get the same when someone is hesitant to change uh, to a new laptop and give them confidence. Yeah, that's basically a very similar thing to what Jen says. Uh, and yeah, it does give them that bit of confidence, uh, especially if you're copying the email logs over and so forth. So yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, let's have a look. We've got one from Frism X. Is that Frism X? I'm presuming that's how that's pronounced. I'm currently setting up a repair business. Wow, can't believe I found this stream. Glad I subbed uh, to Tech for Tech. I've been doing research, but uh, I asked, do you suggest any ticketing software? Um, yeah. Ticketing software, best one I would, well, there's lots of them out there, to be honest with you, but uh, we did a show about with uh, Synchro. We also do Repair Shopper a few weeks ago. You should be able to find it on the past streams. Uh, they look pretty good, might be worth a try. What do you guys use for ticketing software? Do you use anything specific? Um, Synchro. Synchro. What yeah, about you? Uh, well, Allison's probably a bit different. Do you use anything specific or is it all your own stuff? For ticketing? Yeah. And we just use a CRM to just log everything. So we've got our own sort of workflow on there that we do. Okay. What about yourself, Ben? Do you have anything along that lines? 
Um, I don't yet. I'm still at old school. I'm just using Excel sheets for keeping notes of. Yeah. Uh, what about things. you, Donny? Do you do I understand? Um, it's death by Excel. Um, right. Excel upon Excel upon Excel. Uh, we do have um, a point of sale which has got all the repairs on there, which we use Izetl for. Uh, something that Frismex may sort of look at. You know that you said sort of labeling or ticketing. Um, you know, as a as a budget setup, you can just simply get a Dymo printer um, and just obviously make sure that you label everything because. Worst thing you can possibly do is leave something for five, ten minutes and then come back to it and it's it's a complete blank. So we sticker absolutely everything here. We do it manually via Excel, but there is a backup of Excel, but everything has a sticker. Uh, and like I say, it can be, if you're just starting out, it could be just a simple case of just getting a label machine and then possibly look at getting into uh, ticketing software or point of sale at a later step. But, uh, you know, a label machine at the very, very, you know, the basic startup will, would suffice normally. If you're um, waiting for that uh, labeling machine to come in, I would go on Amazon on the Prime and get me some blank stickers that you can write a mm -hmm. job number on or a name because everything yeah. I do when I take apart a machine, I don't care if it's a USB cable. I'm going to label it up because something's going to happen. Phil's going to come in and go, what's this? And I'm going to dismiss him as usual. I don't know. And go keep, keep going on. And he's mislaid the cable then. I'm like, where did he put it? Well, if I pick it up later and it's got this little sticker on it, I can say, ah, you're what he had in his hand and was asking me about earlier. Okay. You come over here. This is your home. <laughs> because we're bad about that. He'll come in with a thousand things in my ear. It's Charlie Brown's uh, teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so, and I won't know anything he said. I'll just agree to it. <laughs> I don't think we want to start any domestics on the show, Jen. Yeah. And Let's move on. But any basic um, Frism X, um, you have got stuff like Synchro and stuff like that. There are a few others out there. Um, if I'm not sure if you're actually a member of the Tech for Text group or not. Uh, if you are not, go to our website, which is techfortext.co.uk forward slash join i'm putting it up on screen now and there'll be a link on there that takes you into our facebook group we've got over 1200 members on there so some of these guys well all of these guys and hell of a lot more um will be able to help you in any um, questions you have um some of them have got lots of experience some of them work from home some of them work in big offices some of them have their own shops and some of them are vendors and distributors and we've got big names in there from the likes of uh, Cooler Master, Arctic, uh, Target Components, VIP Spire, and a few others and so forth. There's quite a CMS. Um, there's quite a few in there. I'll probably get told off for not mentioning someone's name probably later. But uh, And we've also got Autil as well. Can't forget them. Please, when you uh, go to join, fill out the questions and fill them out completely. <coughs> the more information is better because I do check and if something doesn't add up or something is left out um, or not filled in at all, you don't get in. It, it's that simple. So I had rather be overburdened with your life story 
than for for you to get through the door than for you to just say, I work at a computer shop. The end. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Okay. Make sure you fill it in. Simple as that. If you don't fill it in, you don't get in. Um, Facebook user, not sure who that was, but they're saying they're constantly, uh, they don't like packing peanuts, basically. So uh, I'd like them to constantly not use packing peanuts. So, okay, that's uh, regarding what I, uh, consistency is key. Um, We've got uh, someone saying, sorry, could make it earlier. Thank you. A very nice welcome. Uh, that's, again, Facebook user. Make sure, guys, if you're in the Facebook group, click that link I posted a few minutes ago. It's also at the beginning of the chat as well. And hi, Ben, and uh, I think your test works because, well, it says test on the screen. He says he also uses BusyBench. Yeah, BusyBench is another one you could try out as well, uh, Frism. Um, so that's something uh, for you to look into. And on top of that, we've got... Uh, uh, Steve Morehouse says, I posted the Simply Docs one, created my own ticketing system many years ago. It does what we need. Okay, thank you. And uh, Frism says, uh, I'm back on the tech nibble. Is it a trusted site to order directly from? Have you experienced with the first uh, kit? Hand? Yeah, we use um, a lot of their um, uh, terms and conditions in our um, like uh, printouts, claim tickets, receipts, and stuff like that. So I think it's worthwhile if you haven't got anything. It just makes sure you're pretty much covered. Don't go, get me wrong. You're never going to be covered for everything. There's always going to be some lawyer or find loopholes around one thing or another, but it's best to have something than nothing or just a bit of word in what says on the bottom, we don't accept refunds or something daft like that. You, you, there are proper rules and regulations to, to a lot of things, and that will cover most of that. Right, let's get back onto the main topic. Next person is Cormac. So, Cormac, so do you want to tell us your next business tip? Yeah, I think if you're starting out, you're going to have to make a choice as well. Um whether you want to open a shop or you want to go and work from home or home office. And I, I think they, they think, especially since the pandemic, the word home office is after getting a lot of meaning before people would be, um, would be, uh, be kind of, oh, you work from home. Or, uh, first of all, never refer to it as working from home. Always say um, you're working from home office you know the situation and i'll tell you why that's important because you have to you have to um figure out what sort of line of work you want to get into as well in the sense that i i didn't have the money to open a shop and i probably wanted to open a shop but i'm very glad now that i don't open a shop because i don't need the overheads but also the more important reason like my home office now, we're just converted to the second room. Like there's three of us working in here today. Um, it's like it's a lot more than just uh, just you're working at home. But in the interesting thing is like today, while we're in here, uh, we have special days, customers come in, and we have a nicely laid out for all that. We only had one customer today, and I deliberately only wanted one customer today because we're concentrating more on trying to get more business customers, you know? And... The thing about it is that if I had been in a shop, I would have been very tied down for myself that I would have to um, either pay people to watch the shop and, you know, this and that. Whereas now I can go out to business during the day and not be worried about having to keep the place open. We're open by appointments at times. 
Now, I saw this and I saw, I think it was last week's show or whatever, so Alison come in with a very valid point. You have set hours with, with, with shops, you know, as in it's it's beautiful. You could you can finish if, if you so wish at six o'clock. If you can mentally finish at six, absolutely brilliant. Off you go, you know. Whereas you're working at home, it tends to be long, but that's down to yourself as well, in the sense that um, you know, I have got better now. I have since I have everything up in the office, I can close the door and go down and just still work late at night. But they tend where I where I feel I don't want it because I don't want to be tied to a place during the day. But it's a choice. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, it's a choice because a lot of people say you have to, you have to go down for 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 uh, offices, uh, for, for shops. And it may not necessarily be the best route if you want to get into more business customers and you, you don't want to take on too many staff. Um, I particularly, I, I have three part-timers working. Some of them will go full-time. But that's it. I don't really want more staff than that. That's about it then, you know. So, yeah, that's my point there. That's a good point. Do you also find when you're dealing with business customers, you tend to find they only want to contact you within working hours anyway compared to residential? They just want to call you at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, I see, I, I learned a very valuable lesson, all right? I, I don't work weekends as such now because I taught business customers, and I only learned this recently, I taught business customers... They couldn't, I couldn't shut down a computer in an office. I'll do it after hours. I'll do it weekends, yeah? And I, I agreed to do it for one customer, and he was meant to drop it off at 4 o'clock. The customer dropped it off at 7 o'clock, okay? I'm working till 2 or 3 in the morning, and I thought, what the hell am I doing this for? So what I say to people is, I say, no, it's Monday to Friday. Oh, but we're too busy. That's grand. Will you do it the weekend? I'll have no problem doing the weekend. These are my weekend rates. Tell you what. It'll be like, I tell you what, pick the computer up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, anytime you want, man. It's not really, we don't particularly need it weekend rates. Just say it. And yeah. I, I've, I, I, I haven't, I very seldom work weekends now. I just can't do it. I work too hard during the week. But it just goes to show, mention the word weekend rates. I know they'll find time during, during it in, you know. And residential customers, I, I got second phone and I'm not taking any phone calls off any residential customers. No, yeah. no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I got asked about a weekend uh, thing. I think it was this week. Uh, somebody asked, could Phil come out on a Sunday? I said, well, he can. The thing is, are you willing to pay Sunday rates? And I gave them the rate, and they said, is he available on Monday? Yeah, that's the that's tune. They changed their tune in a hurry about how much of an emergency it would have been. Yeah, oh, they do. Get on to Monday. I, I can even drop it in on Monday. <laughs> they, they didn't even need the call out anymore. So. Yeah, it's a surprising how much uh, a few quid extra changes people's minds when it's urgent. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Right, let's move on then to Alison. So, Alison, have you got another tip for us? I have. Um, my second tip will be to be responsive. Um, as Cormac said, social media and other channels where you've advertised so hard and worked really hard to get your name out there, if you're not replying to messages or picking the phone up or answering your emails um, when clients are approaching you, then you are obviously potentially losing a sale. Um, if you are really that busy that you can't get to them, my um, suggestion would be to potentially get 
perhaps something like a virtual assistant that can monitor those on your behalf or a call answering service because there's nothing more frustrating than having a need and nobody's picking the phone up. You, your inquiries aren't being answered and you just move on. I know I do if I'm looking for something and nobody's coming back to me. Mm. So don't don't make your really sort of um, precious marketing efforts or ways of getting your business known go wasted by just not answering your phone or, or being responsive to messages because you just lose out. Okay, that's a pretty good tip there as well. So be responsive then. Yeah, definitely. Then. Not necessarily out of hours, although, you know, mm -hmm. people will contact you out of hours. It's up to you. We've got an autoresponder on our Facebook um, page if people message us out of hours. Um, mm -hmm. But if I'm awake and I can answer them, I, I will just say, look, you know, we're off duty, but we'll be back to you from 6.30 in the morning. And they normally say, well, can you make it 9? Or can you make it 10? They don't want to talk to us that <laughs> early for some strange reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, if I, if I can help somebody and, you know, not have someone worrying or fretting, then I'm going to do that. Um, but it, it's surprising, like Cormac says, if, if there's a fee or they've got to wait a little while, then they can normally wait another day. Uh, it's not always yeah. as urgent as they initially paint it out to be. How urgent can those uh, Facebook pages and cat pictures be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's usually what it is. The ones who want it <laughs> urgently are usually the ones who can't get on Facebook. Um, right. Okay, so let's move on to... Uh, Ben next. So, Ben, have you got another tip for us? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so this is relating to VAT threshold and stuff like that. Um, the tip is basically keep a real close eye on your running threshold throughout the year because I ended up going VAT rise in December and I have to say it crept up on me in the last month or so before I did it. Um, I, I keep a sheet, obviously, in my accounts, my yearly figures, but I was just getting that busy and I wasn't keeping as close an eye perhaps as I should have. It was a bit of a learning lesson, but I mean, ultimately, if you want to grow your business, you're going to have to VAT register. Um, it's painful, but, you know, you have to do it. Um, another thing is with VAT payments, particularly with VAT payments, but also with tax payments, uh, get used to putting a bit aside each week or each month. Don't wait for it to all come around. It's like your VAT bill can be sort of thousands of pounds at a time. Your tax bill for the year is thousands of pounds as well, you know. So, yeah. Put some aside each month and keep an eye on your rolling turnover as well as the 12 months turnover because it's like for your VAT threshold, you've got your 12 months from say your tax year starts in April, it's April to April, but you've also got a rolling 12 months that so can be from June to June, July to July, August to August, etc. If it goes over on that, you also have to register. And if you have to VAT register, you have to go back to the start of the months where you've gone over the limit and pay VAT on the entire month. So if you knew it was going to go over, like I knew it was going to go over near the end of November, so I just took like five or six days off and then registered on the 1st of December. It saved me quite a bit of money. There. And it was a nice sort of half a week off at the end of November, November I wasn't expecting. That's pretty good. And if you're going to go over by quite a few thousand, you could take a few months off on holiday. That probably wouldn't advise that. Not good for your business. Always <laughs> pay the Batman. Always pay the Batman. That's it. Um, <laughs> let's just have a quick look what Stephen's saying in chat. So uh, he agrees with Cormac. We had a store for 16 years. It was a nightmare. The landlord was a right pain. 
Right. Luckily, we've got a good landlord, but um, staffing was a nightmare. Trying to get someone who could actually do what uh, they said they could had one out of twelve people who could do what they said. It was also dependent on the customer base as well and what uh, your business model is. For example, with retail, you need to spend on stock, etc. Yeah, you get a lot of time wasters as well. Uh, I found um, in retail, unfortunately, we spend as much time with people who are not spending money than we do with people who actually are spending money you, you get a lot of time waste especially people off the street who just come in and just i don't know the homeless is probably not the best word but they've just got nothing better to do they just want to talk um which can which okay you don't mind doing for a bit sometimes but you've got work to do and obviously if you're talking to them you can't be fixing or building or whatever you should be doing um so also frismex says any tips for gaining new customers at a steady pace free marketing on social flyers business cards what to well it's always good to have a business card uh flyers personally i find they don't work um not this day and age anyway don't try and put anything in like the yellow pages if they're even available or phone books or whatever anymore um not had much luck on screens on um, the likes of you getting these monitors in leisure um, centers i think most of our work if it's not recommended or whatever comes from our website so spend some decent time on your website invest really? on your website search engine optimization and cormac's got something to mention yeah no phil did we not do a show on uh, social media a few weeks back i think we did actually Maybe so. want to listen on that i think uh, yeah I think, so. I think yeah i think it's there for me so have a look on the um, the past shows. We have got a whole show regarding, I think, one via website, one for marketing and so forth. And if you've got any ideas for other shows, just let us know in the Tech for Text group and we'll uh, have a look at adding them onto our list. Um, right, Neo says, uh, monthly digital VAT uh, attached to the bookkeeping software keeps me right. Yeah, that's always good. Um, I like zero for my doing my taxes and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. Ties in with Repair Shopper or Synchro and stuff like that. So it makes doing your tax very easy. It automatically downloads all your statements from the bank, puts them in, and you just have to put like invoice numbers in and stuff like that and take pictures of your receipts and well, hey, you're done pretty much. Obviously, you still need to paper trail them. Right, let's uh, – who did we speak to last? Uh, it was Ben Wernst who we spoke to yeah. last. So we're on to Donny now. So, Donny, it's uh, your turn again. Yeah, so this sort of lends into Frismex as well. It's it's advertising, but sort of reading between the lines and being a little bit creative. Um, the question, any tips for gaining new customers at a steady pace? Um, and Frismex mentioned about him just starting out. Um, one of the biggest wins for me when I was starting out was, as crazy as it may sound, was doing the morning school run because I was talking to all the school mums and all the school dads and by just method of conversation um, it got to a point where every day I was being handed an iPad can you fix this can you uh, can you fix this phone and it's very reciprocal so think about this you know if you're ever in places where there's a high number of people like for example if there is the school run or anything like that then just a simple t-shirt with I fix PCs, I fix phones right on the back. You're a walking display board and you're going to get in front of people. Not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily those people might need it, but they might, they might have a family member that needs that. So sort of look at your community as well. Um, where, again, we've had um, 
really big victories is uh, it's quite easy to go on Facebook and we live in Warrington in Cheshire. There's over 120,000 people in Warrington. You can go onto the Warrington site and you can see upwards of 30,000, 20,000 people in a group. Or if you can have a look at the districts in Warrington, for example, and you might have a little district that's got, you know, 2,000 or 3,000, and your voice is heard more in them smaller groups. Uh, and also they have a sense of community. So, for example, we, we have three small districts next to us, which we're quite involved with. Um, and the amount of business that comes off those little tiny groups is is a lot more than what you could possibly get if you stick your name out there in a group that's got 30,000 people in. You just simply get drowned out. Um, so, yeah, like I say, it's, it's just looking between them lines, getting involved in your local community, getting involved in local community, Facebook, the smaller ones. Um, in a strange way, councillors now that are sort of... Uh, just a few weeks ago, we've had quite a we've had the, the by elections this year, which are trying to get trying to publicly do good causes to get councillor seats, stuff like that. And it's you know it's about speaking to those people, seeing if they've got any help. Can we promote you? You promote us. That kind of allegiance, and that way you're getting in front of your own audience, you're getting in front of their audience, you're getting in front of the local community. Um, so you've got to sort of read between the lines when it comes to to sort of advertising. It's not a simple case of clicking on Facebook. You know, your budget is thirty, you know, thirty pounds a day or whatever stupid it is. There is countless times where I'm logging onto Facebook and I have got PC and laptop and mobile phone repairers from um, Scotland to from London, and it's just not geographically working. They're paying for me to look at that advertisement, and it's I'm not going to ever be a customer of theirs. So you've it's quite easy just to spend, spend, spend when it comes to advertising, but you've really got to sort of look between the lines. If you get involved in communities, communities will pay you back tenfold, and that's what's something we've been sort of focusing on here. Okay, so uh, yeah, sort of networking advertising but like i say don't you know use your brain don't be just throwing money down the drain okay some pretty good tips there and you can pretty much use that for any type of business as well uh my tip is pick a niche or if you're american a niche or some people in america call it a niche um uh, uh, it's basically a main focus for your business so either I'd say concentrate on one thing rather than everything. Don't get me wrong, you can do side things and stuff like that, but you need to have one main focus, something that you're going to ex uh, excel in. Um, so basically don't stretch yourself too much, otherwise you will snap if you do too many things and there's too much to, for you to remember and do. So try and stick to one thing. So for us, in our retail store, we aim doing uh gaming builds and stuff like that which at the moment i must admit is a little bit upside down so luckily we've got the rest of the business to prop that up uh obviously no graphics card has a slight effect on that sort of thing um but try and pick an, uh, sort of a niche or a, a specific thing either go down the route of just offering business service or residential um either retail or repair or you don't get me wrong you can do everything but there needs to be one specific thing you excel in and you need to advertise and push and that's what everyone wants to know you for uh, that's my tip so let's move on jen do you have any more tips i have one um i'm surprised it hasn't been said already um 
if you have a shop or if you work from home and you are taking appointments, uh, customers in, don't be afraid to engage with youth. They are your friends. They are where it is. If, if you can get the kids to like you, your business is easy from there. Because if the kids like you, the parents are going to spend money with you. When that kid needs his gaming machine or her gaming machine built, they're going to go, oh, I remember him saying Jenny's name. So I've got to find out what store Jenny works for. And then they find Chip's computers. Oh, this is the one he was talking about. was really nice to him. Quoted him up a, a really nice machine. He comes in, you know, talks to me and everything. Engage with the kids. If it's not anything about the store, that's fine. Talk to them. How, how was your day at school? You know, uh, what grade are you in? What What's your favorite subject? Yeah, why is that? You know, they may say phys ed because they don't have to do any work. You know, that was my favorite answer in school. Uh, but engage with them and be that known as that nice person to talk to. You'll be glad you did because you'll be the ones that they'll come back to. Talk to them about their games they're playing. Ask questions. Is it good? Is it a third person? Is it first person? You know, use their terms. Don't be afraid to get down on their level and talk to them like you would another, another adult. Uh, I do this all the time. And I've had kids from the neighborhood bring moms and dads through the door, say, I want her to build my machine. And Bill will back me up on it. We we are the go-to for gaming rigs for teenagers. That's it. That's true. Right. Let's move on to Cormac because no doubt he's got more tips for us. And so, Cormac, what's your next tip? I'm just looking at a few things there. I just threw the last two into uh, to finish with the last two. Um one of the things that I, I would say, doesn't matter where you're working, matter what you're doing, the whole lot, you uh, look bigger than you are in the sense that uh, definitely get yourself uniforms without a shadow of a doubt, get yourself uniforms, get a uh, look respectable for, for that. You know, you're, And if you're competing against people, you know, uh, in the early days when people weren't paying me, I had an accounts department. Basically, my accounts department was just me. And in a different name, it was like accounts at Cross Saving Computers, and it was uh, one of my friends' names, uh, and she was uh, she was the, she would be the account, so it would come from accounts, and just and it also gave me uh, if I went into a business that owed me money, it wasn't me who reminded them that they owed me money, and um, I. Uh, I was my accounts department. You know, these are little things. I know one thing that I am really, I treat myself, you know, again, I'm using more cliche, but it's cliche. I treat, my, treat myself completely like a startup. You know, I want to get paid for, for, for jobs. I want to, I don't give people, companies 30 days because the bigger companies will make it 60 days and this and that. I bill them and they pay on receipt. Obviously, some companies won't pay on the bill date. But the thing about it is that in business, you could be extremely busy and it's all cash flow. 
It is all cash flow. You could be, you may not have, you could be, go away. And if I'm doing jobs for companies now, I will take a deposit off them, even if I've worked them for years, because I'm not tying up my cash flow in, in that. And I'm, if I will, like if they're one or two days late with the payments, their our accounts will be on them. I want them to know that they will pay us and our, uh, they have to pay us first. Because if they do work in business, those people who scream loudest for their invoices will get paid first. Don't get me wrong, we're very polite about all these, but I want the businesses to know that, yes, we pay these people when we call them in, you know. I'm on to, I get, whenever business calls me, I'm usually there in a very, a very quick time, you know, so they can pay us in a quick time. And I don't, I don't give companies leeway, uh, too much leeway when it comes to paying, you know. If it's, look, I don't like, I don't treat us like, I look, we have illusions, granders, I don't treat about maybe other servicemen. But if you get someone to come along to your house, usually you either have to pay them straight away or something before they go. That's the same. Pay us, you want us, pay us. If not, I'm sitting on here drinking a cup of coffee. And I mean, I that in the next way, you know. So that's it. Yeah. And that goes for residential customers as well. I, I do the same thing, Cormac. Um, you, you pay me now or you don't take your computer away no i yeah. mean that's that's just the way it is because if they went into somewhere like pc world or curry's um they wouldn't be able to pick up a washing machine there and leave unless they opened a credit account or something like that now they'd have to pay that or someone would come and repossess it it's that simple everybody wants to be paid and no one's better than the other if you don't pay your PC repair person, they've got bills that they can't pay, and it just trickles on down the line. So, mm. okay, that's good tip there. Um, next up to Alison, have you got any more tips? I have. Um, what I would say is be professional at all times. Um, even if you have a bit of a grievance or a gripe with a client, um, don't go taking sort of uh, aggressive sort of ways to get back at them on social media and things like that. If they've just given you a bad review, just be professional about it. Um, obviously, you can um, state your own case. Um, and um, if whatever you say online can be screenshotted forever, don't forget. So, you know, if you're having a sort of a joke with with things, that's that's cool. But obviously, if you start getting into controversial ground, um, that can follow you around and it can do damage to you if you uh, if you say the wrong thing. So, just be careful what you say online in the heat of the moment because it will follow you forever. Yeah, it's good. Good advice. Good thing, so it's always yeah. best to sleep on some advice, uh, some responses as well. Yeah. So if you a bad, bad response, give it a few hours before you reply because, as you said, the heated moment you'll uh, blow your top, and then that review or that comment could be there forever. So and people really read more negative reviews than the will the positive ones. So that's a good point there. Let's move on uh, to Ben. Go on then, Ben. Have you got anything else for us? Yeah, upselling, uh, Phil. Always, okay. always, always up to wherever it's possible. Um, if someone comes in for Windows reinstallation, I sell them an SSD. It's just the the thing to sell now. It's just it's not even an upgrade or an upsell really now. It's a standard thing just when they come in. Um, so yeah, always upsell. Uh, if they come in for the SSD, upsell them the service in the laptop, clean the fan, repaste it, or similar to that sort of thing. Um, or if laptop comes in, desktop comes in, it's really old, just stop them a whole better machine, you know. It's uh, always look for ways to upsell because it can really increase your profits. 
Okay, okay. that's okay. pretty good. Yeah, upsell is always a good thing to make sure it's high profit on it as well. Always a good one. Uh, let's move on to Donny next. Donny, what have you got? Have you got anything else for us? Yeah, I've put in in brackets sort of side hustles, and this goes back to what Cormac was saying before. You know that there is there is a battle. You know, do you stay at home, the home office? And I and I had the same situation. I had a garage all kitted out, or do I go to a retail space? But if I go to that retail space, I've got these huge overheads. Um, and the worst thing that you can possibly do is just simply rely on people walking through that door. The, it's the whole retail. It's it's like buses. You know, you will literally have days where it will not stop, and it'll be like a revolving door. There might be days where it's really, really quiet, and you don't want to be in that mind frame of when's the next person coming in, when's the next person coming in, because that may bias. You know, you don't want to be hard selling to people. You want people to you you give them the information and if they walk they walk and if they don't they don't you want them to be 100% happy and you don't want to get into the sort of pressure selling so you know look at possible side hustles look at something that will actually you know just in case may um, have that steady re- uh, income if people don't come in a case in point in which we literally fell into there was uh, you know we'd like to sort of say that yes it was a business decision and yes it was a fantastic decision made but we simply fell into it um at the right time was uh, apple watch wearables um you know we got a, a load of apple watches we didn't have a clue if they would sell or not uh, in january i think it coincided with the january people wanting to get fit and sort of pre-lockdown everyone wanted to sort of to lose a little bit but um, we were surprised about the upkeep and that when when days maybe when you're, you're you're not necessarily busy and you're selling 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 um, is absolutely great and then there's days when you're really busy and they are selling on top there's a, it's the cherry on top it's the it's the the revenue that's coming in and you're not necessarily eyes gazed at the door thinking you know when's the next person going to be coming in we've been very lucky that the, the location which we which we came into there was quite a demand anyway um but it just gives you that little peace of mind that if people do walk in uh, and ask for things they are more than entitled to walk off and there's absolutely no pressure involved there's no pressure on me and there's no pressure given to customers to say please do this or please do that or that person's walked away and i could have got xyz you know um so look at possible side also look at different avenues for stream uh for revenue streams you you do have a retail space but there's nothing to say that you can use that for other things okay that's a pretty good tip there right let's go on to we're finishing in about 10 minutes let's just go for a quick fire so i'm just going to go through my last ones really quick and then we'll just pass it around i think allison may be having a few technical issues with power or something there so she may be uh, she may just disappear or or whatnot and Richard, um, your dirty, dirty phone calls. I don't know what you've been listening to or what you've been calling or anything like that. But I think the culprit might be Alison. But I think it might be me. Is it? No. 
I don't know. No, Come on, maybe, maybe no. your hand, hand movements. <laughs> possibly, I'm going to go Addison to no, that means so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let me go through our, um, a quick fire of what I've got left on here. Yeah. So let's have a look. So uh, let's have a look. Uh, one of the main things is focus on profit, not income. This is something what people always get mistaken uh, and do. They'll go, oh, wow, I've sold a, fa- sold a thousand pound computer today. You've made a hundred quid off of it. How long did it take you to make hundred quid off of that? And how close to you are you to your VAT threshold or whatever because of that? If you are obviously under the VAT threshold, you want to really focus more on profit because obviously you can do two services on a com- two separate computers, which will take you less time. You'll make say fifty quid a piece on the both of those, so that's a hundred pound profit you've made there, and that's taking you a lot less time than building a PC and less lot uh, a lot less to worry about regarding warranty coming back in repairs and so forth so always focus on profit over uh income so make high f- profit things services are high profit selling maintenance contracts online backup something what's going to give you a reoccurring income every month every year no matter what uh it's all right selling a computer with a hundred pound profit on it but once it's sold you're probably not going to see that customer again for three or four years unless you sort of entice them to get the computer serviced every year or something along that line so basically aim for high profit rather than uh, income i don't mean rip people off but you want to aim on stuff where you're going to be making money from it um so i think ben mentioned a bit of this earlier on so be aware of your competition even make friends with them so obviously your competition you can work with and so forth you can pass on work to them they can pass work to you what you don't do and they don't do and vice versa so it's always good Always weigh the pros and cons for everything you do. Sleep on it, um, but don't rush any decisions. A bit like with what Alison said, with um, obviously when replying to comments, don't rush things. Have a think about it. But on the other hand, you also have to know when you have to basically screw it and just do it. Um, sometimes you just have to do things. I'm sorry to take uh, uh, Richard Branson's saying out of there, but uh, to basically sometimes you just have to go and do it. Um, but but if you do, make sure you have a backup in case uh, something does go wrong. You've got plenty of money left over. You're not basically risking your whole lifestyle business over it. So uh, last thing or last two things, uh, don't do mate rates. Um, same with family. If they truly want to support your business, they should pay full price. Same goes for the um, for your family, as I said. If a customer says, oh, can I get it like uh, cheaper or anything like that? Uh, I like to support local stores and all this, that, and the other, but they want it cheaper. They're not really supporting you if you're wanting to do it for, for nothing, basically. And my last tip is collect data. Obviously, abiding by GDPR and everything like that. Make sure you collect people's email addresses and everything like that so you can inform them about things. Not necessarily direct sales. It might be updates. Might be when you're closed. You may be moving your store. You might need to let people know. So make sure you collect data. So that's another thing on there. So let's just quickly go around the room. See if anyone else has got any more tips before we call it a night. So Jen, do you have any more tips you would like to uh, shout out really quick? It's a two-parter. Um, it's sort of um a no-brainer. If you change your hours, put put it on your answer phone. But when people call you, we've had a change of hours. We are now open 10 to 5, Monday through Friday, closed Saturday and Sunday, whereas you used to be open on Saturday. You know, people would like to know this. They 
they like to know things. Keep them in the know. Put your hours on your door. Put it on Google, on your website, everywhere uh, that you know people contact you from. Send out a, a, an email with a change of hours. People appreciate things like that. And my part two is don't be afraid to say no to people. A lot of people are afraid to use the word no. I don't mean that when someone comes in the, the room, it's just automatically, no, we don't do that. No, I'm talking about when they say, uh, do you do an OAP discount? No. And the reason I don't is I don't get discounts for things when I buy my parts at my distribution. Uh, I can't do that. So don't be afraid to say no. I had one ask for the OAP discount. And when I said no, he says, what about NHS? I said no for the same reason. What about for this, that, and the other? I was like, look, you could be my mother, and I'd be telling you the exact same thing. My bill is going to be my bill, regardless who you are, and that's what I've got to pay. So, you know, I appreciate your business and everything, but you just got to appreciate where I'm coming from. I've got to pay the bills to be able to give you the service. Yeah, I always say to them, our prices are a set price for a reason, they're a reasonable price. And uh, if we start giving discounts to everyone who's got a special card, we'll be out of business in a year. So yeah. and they seem to shut up then. Right, Cormac, let's go through. Uh, have you got any last-minute tips, quick-fire tips? No, not really. Just be honest. It, uh, just be honest. That's it's simple across the board. Treat everyone uh, like it's your own mother, and it will just reflect right across the board. You'll have a reputation for being honest, and you'll become rich and fabulous and brilliant and good looking. Like you. Yeah, yeah, basically like this. But I wouldn't advise you go around and hug all your customers just like they were your mother either. You might get no. into a few <laughs> allegations, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, you might get in trouble on that one. Right, Alison, do you have any more quick fire ones? I do. Um, my um, one of mine will be to follow up. Um, if you've written a spec for somebody or given them a quotation to do a service and it goes silent, then by all means give them a call um, or drop them an email because it may be A, that they haven't received that, that your PDF attachment or whatever it is has gone into junk, happens quite a lot, um, or they've got questions that they don't really understand because don't forget, although we all know about tech things and what we do as a business, your clients won't. So, um, you know, it might be that they're too nervous to ask for a, a more detailed or simple explanation, which is another thing, keep things simple. I think Marianne refer referred to that in one of yeah. her um, evening um, sessions on here. So, um, yeah, I would say follow up because um, if you leave it to drift, then it will just drift. Um, the other thing I was going to say is love what you do, because if you enjoy your job and you enjoy your work, then it does show um, your customers. You'll be, you'll be happy when you speak to people. Um, it will shine through. Uh, it sounds a bit cheesy, I know, but uh, if you're cheerful when people ring you or you give them a nice response, they're more likely to come back to you. Nobody wants to deal with a miserable old bugger, do they, at the end of the day? <laughs> so, you know, we, we have to be careful of what we do. And if your job's making you miserable, you're in the wrong place. That's pretty good. Thank you for that, Alison. Uh, what about you, Ben? Have you got any non-Amiga-related tips? Uh, one's about the shorts, Phil. Okay. <laughs> um, Where yeah. it because you oh. scare customers off? Is that what it is? Uh, that's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I work from home, you know. People got too afraid. 
in the same area. Um, visit open days and trade shows. Very important. You get to meet new people, find new customers. Great place to network and find out all about the latest stuff, whether that be Tech Max or Target Open Day or something like that. Um, and also cash flow. Cash flow is king. Uh, keep an eye on the cash flow. It's very easy to overbuy stock or not buy enough. Or you know what I'm trying to say. It's very easy to overbuy stock, run out of cash flow. Uh, it kills your business if you're not careful. Um, but obviously, it's very business model dependent as well. The first three months of the year, I normally break even because I'm buying stock. The last three months of the year, I'm usually really busy and I'm selling all that stock back on. So it works out well. Um, just going back to what you said about profit, uh, turnovers, vanity, profit, sanity. There we go. That's good saying. There we go. And we've got a ping there. So uh, you've been approved by someone there, Ben. Uh, so, uh, was it the short spell? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, but yeah, I must agree with that. Yeah, and I'll give you some money regarding the uh, the Tech Max um, promotion there. So, oh, my screen just disappeared. Just, just more graphics cards, Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll send you over a GeForce 710. Um, <laughs> right, okay, Danny, do you have any more tips or... Are you spent up for the night? No, um, the, the one last one that I'd probably say like a quick go over is be unique. Try and find your unique selling point. Don't, you know, if in, in my area of mobile repairs, you know, it's quite easy to have a look at all the other different shops which are around and follow that kind of format. But be yourself, be your own. Um Case in point for ourselves, we I know that it's really, really untidy now, but the shop is shut. But we are a hundred percent visible to customers at all times. Our hands, you you know, you are less than five feet away from our hand, well, uh, a few meters away from our hands. And having the visibility and having the confidence and actually seeing people doing their job, I think lends well to ourselves. Uh, which isn't necessarily what you see in other repair shops. And I know that it probably wouldn't lend itself to PC repairs or anything, but in the field that we're in, I think it works out quite well. So just sort of work on how you would like it rather than what you've seen elsewhere. You know, be individual, have the confidence of being doing something a little bit different. Um, don't follow the norm, and that gives you your unique selling point. Um, we've said here... <laughs> That with the customer area, it's basically like a Tesco value Apple store. You know, it's quite clean, quite nice. Uh, we have a few Apple Watches, we have a few Macs, we have a few iPhones, we have a few Samsungs, but it's very, very nice and clean, whereas they can see us all, you know, repairing stuff as well. Um, it's not necessarily what you see in a repair shop, but just, you know, that's different. It's something that's going to stick in people's minds. So, you know, use your unique selling points. Do things how you want to see it rather than what you think may, you know, other people may do. Be individual. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good tip. And if you think of a lot of most successful people around the world, they're usually a bit out there and they do things slightly different. So the likes of, your, well, Richard Branson again, let's put it this way, that way. There's nothing normal about the way he asks, but he's got a hell of a lot of money from doing it like that. So um, <laughs> so that's definitely something to uh, consider. Right, guys, I'm going to call it a night for now. But first, we've got a special video which is going to promote next week's show. So let me put that on first. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. You're a madman. 
you didn't get the next week's show is basically a spotlight on crosshaven computers which if you don't know it's run by the chicken man himself cormac the okay. king of ireland, the king of ireland. <laughs> a show directly with cormac and he's going to tell us how he's come so so successful and how he's made all this money he's got and how he's become the king <laughs> of Ireland. Okay. So, uh, and he'll also yeah. probably give you some tips about women, how he's got all these women chasing oh, after him. Jesus, oh, that's yeah. probably another uh, story. Yeah, yeah. And it probably involves money. So I'm not going to go too deep into that one. Right. Okay, <laughs> guys. Forward that's, forward. Thanks very much. that's next Thursday, 8 p.m. So that's Thursday at 8 p.m. So I'd like no to say thank you. I'd like to say thanks. Uh, sorry again. I'd like to say thanks for everyone for joining tonight. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Cormac. Thank you, Alison. Thanks, Ben, and thanks, Donny, uh, as well. Uh, we will be on next week, eight o'clock. As I said, we've got Cormac's show on. If you're interested in joining Tet for Text, make sure you click on the link, or at least go to Tet for Text co.uk forward slash join that way you'll be able to join over 1200 members just like you it's totally free to join no membership fees no cost you can join up talk to everyone who's on this show here uh, including Cormac if you really wanted to and Ben will even send you some pictures of his knees if you want or was that Amigas I can't remember something like that um, so uh, yeah cut it off so uh, but yeah otherwise <laughs> We'll call it a night, guys, and we will see you next week. See you later. Okay. Goodbye, England.